This week has seen international tensions rise on multiple levels. The scriptures speak of the latter days in terms of a remilitarization. Ezekiel speaks of the rearming of the Northern Confederacy. In chapter 38, verse 7, we read, Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Now this preparation involves a militarization of the host, as we read in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 4, I will turn thee back, put hooks in thy draws, and will bring thee, bring thee forth all of thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. The prophet Daniel describes a similar militarized host, where we read in Daniel chapter 11, verse 40, The king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships, and he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. Finally, the prophet Joel speaks of a time of the end as a time of remilitarization, when he states in chapter 3, verses 9 to 10, Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles, prepare war, wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. So it wasn't surprising to see a reversal of U.S. policy. Withdrawing from the 1987 Nuclear Arms Treaty stuck between the U.S. President Reagan and Soviet leader Gorbachev. CBC News reported the following today. The U.S. formally withdrew from the landmark nuclear missile pact with Russia on Friday after determining that Moscow was in violation of the treaty, something the Kremlin has repeatedly denied. U.S. President Donald Trump made the determination that the U.S. would terminate adherence to the 1987 Arms Control Accord, known as the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty, senior administration officials told reporters. The treaty bans either side from stationing short and intermediate-range land-based missiles in Europe. The article stated the reasons that had been given. Russia's non-compliance under the treaty jeopardizes U.S. supreme interests as Russia's development and fielding of treaty-violating missile systems represents a direct threat to the United States and our allies and partners, Pompeo said. The senior administration officials who spoke on conditions of anonymity said Russia had deployed multiple battalions of a Russian cruise missile throughout Russia in violation of the pact, including in Western Russia, with the ability to strike critical European targets. This article demonstrated the two main power brokers are both developing new weapon systems and building up their armaments once again, just as the scriptures indicated would be the case in the latter days. Now, in the quest for arms that is feeding a division that has been taking place between America and Turkey as well, this is also leading to the estrangement of Turkey from NATO. A Jerusalem Post article reported yesterday, America made an all-out effort to convince Turkey not to buy the Russian S-400 anti-missile defense system, offering the similar Patriot system with advantageous conditions. It argued that introducing the Russian S-400 to the defense apparatus of a NATO member would in effect provide Russia with a fixed source of information on NATO capabilities and on its own, especially concerning the new F-35 fighter plane. Washington, as an added pressure, stopped training Turkish pilots on the plane in the United States. As the first components of the S-400 started arriving in Turkey, Erdogan announced that the sale would go on. 
Trump suspended Turkey's participation in the F-35 project and canceled the permit previously granted to Turkey for the manufacturing of some of the 900 components as well as the sale of 100 F-35s, a loss of millions of dollars for American industries. This move by Turkey has created a hostile environment and is the latest in a rift between NATO and Turkey. The Jerusalem Post article gave a little background of Turkey's rift with the West, and it's worth a read. A synopsis is provided. Turkey joined NATO in 1952 to help keep the Soviet Union checked during the Cold War and keep the Bosphorus and Dardanelles Straits open to shipping. Its army is the second largest after America in the NATO alliance. America has given assistance to help build the Turkish army, and in return, Turkey has allowed America to use the Incirlik Air Base as a jump-off point for operations in the east. America even stockpiled tactical nuclear weapons at this base. However, in the 1970s, Turkey began to pull away from NATO, sending a force to occupy northern Cyprus, exiling 180,000 ethnic Greeks. This pitted Britain, another NATO member, against Turkey. Britain was prevented from intervening by the USA, which wanted to maintain stability in the region. After 9-11, America used the Incirlik base in Turkey to launch attacks against Afghanistan. When Erdogan came to power in 2002, he forbade the use of the Turkish base to launch attacks on Iraq. With the discovery of gas near Cyprus, Turkey has sent exploration vessels into Syrian waters, creating further hostilities. The article also stated, a presidential system was adopted in 2017. The regime is openly pursuing an agenda based on the greatness of the Ottoman Empire and on the extremist creed of the Muslim Brotherhood. Dubbed Neo-Ottomanism, a mix of religious and nationalist elements, this agenda led to the president to embark on an aggressive foreign policy to assert Turkish domination in the Middle East on the basis of Islam, the common denominator of the reason. region. It failed dismally, end quote. Well, this is no surprise, because the Bible speaks of the drying up of the Eupertean power identified with Turkey. In Revelation 16, verse 12, where we read, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Well, the article also stated, The Saudi Arabia and Gulf allies, as well as Iraq, mistrust him, that's Erdogan, and Syria sees him as an enemy. Relations with Egypt were cut following the ouster of Muslim Brotherhood President Mohamed Morsi. What is interesting with this is that Saudi Arabia and the Gulf form part of the Southern Alliance at the time of the end, as we read in Ezekiel 38.13, of Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions thereof. Saying to thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, and to take a great spoil? Well, these nations, Sheba and Dedan, or Saudi Arabia and the Gulf states, are seen banding together with the merchants of Tarshish and the Young Lions, or Britain and the USA, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and India, while Egypt becomes a target of the Northern Confederacy. As you read in Daniel 11.42, He shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. Well, the rift that is developing is shaping the nations according to the picture painted in the Prophets. With the war in Syria raging, Turkey found itself at odds with both the USA and the Russians. The USA sided with the Turks to fight ISIS, putting it at odds with Turkey. Turkey shot down a Russian fighter that strayed into its airspace. 
While finding itself caught between the two superpowers, Turkey decided to run to Russia, as the Jerusalem Post article described. Now at odds with the U.S. and Russia, Erdogan decided to side with the latter, and not the former, and to pursue his fight against the Kurds. He apologized and welcomed with open arms by Putin. He, has in, he was included, together with Iran and Russia-led Estonia Economic Forum, aiming to draw the future map of Syria, so far with no success. Turkish forces, aided by pro-Turkish Islamic militias, took Efrin, the vast Kurdish district near the border, after Russian troops stationed there to support their Assad ally moved out, end quote. Well, Russia has other interests in Turkey, too namely to supply it with gas and thereby exert further control over it. The Turkstream natural gas pipeline from Russia to Turkey, temporarily halted by the Suko crisis, was completed last November, the article stated. A nuclear power plant also temporarily on hold for the same reason is being built in Akuya under the auspices of the Russian Rosatom and is expected to become operational in 2023, the article stated. So the pipeline supplies Turkey, but also extends to customers in Europe. Now this growing rift between Turkey and NATO and America is pushing it closer to Russia. It isn't something that Americas desire, as the article states. President Donald Trump is in no hurry to go further, though there are calls in America to expel Turkey from NATO. It would benefit neither the alliance nor the United States, neither being keen to push it further into the embrace of the Russian bear, end quote. Well, however, it is the angels who are in control and not the kings of the earth, not even Donald Trump. As we read in Daniel 4.17, this matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones, to the intent that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomsoever he will, and setteth up over it the basest of men. Daniel 4.17. Well, they will bring about the Father's will in setting the stage for the great day of God Almighty. It won't be long until Russia pushes against Turkey as we live in the time of the end. As Daniel 11 verse 40 states, at the time of the end shall the king of south push at him, Turkey, and the king of the north shall come against him, Turkey, like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and many ships, and he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. Well, it's interesting to note that at the end of the article, it warns the last 500 years have demonstrated that Russia has been a dangerous ally not to be trusted. Well, the Bible's warning is much more powerful than history. Well, Turkey is not the only place where the alliances are being withdrawn. Hostilities are boiling up and nations are rearming. The recent hostilities in the Gulf, which we commented on recently, have seen a storm brewing following the interaction between Iran and nations such as Britain, the USA, Japan, and some of the Gulf states. Reuters reported the following. Britain has started sending warships to accompany all British flag vessels through the Strait of Hormuz, a change in policy announced on Thursday after the government previously said it did not have resources to do so. The article states the Royal Navy has been tasked to accompany British flagships through the Strait of Hormuz, either individually or in groups, should sufficient notice be given of passage, a government spokesperson said. Freedom of navigation is crucial for the global trading system and the world economy, and we will do all we can to defend it, he added in a statement. On any given day, about 15 to 30 large British flagships travel in the Gulf, with up to three passing through the Strait of Hormuz between Iran and, and Oman. 
where a pair of two mile wide shipping lanes provide the only routes in and out of the Gulf. About a fifth of the world's oil passes through the strait and shipping companies are already deploying more unarmed security guards as an extra safeguard. End quote. The fact that it is Britain that has been the target of this hostility is quite interesting, as she heads the merchants of Tarshish we read about in Ezekiel chapter 38-13. Tarshish is a maritime power, and this argument is all about the freedom of shipping. Britain is being drawn militarily into the region once again, like it or not. The article continues, the Royal Navy said earlier this month the destroyer HMS Duncan was headed into the region. Separately, four mine countermeasure vessels were also deployed, but maritime experts say they could be vulnerable to swarm attacks by Iranian fastboats. End quote. So the U.S.-led coalition has been pushing countries to join in the bolstering defenses in the region against the Iranians. What has been most interesting in this sea of hostility has been the rift that has been developing between Europe and the USA. This article ends with a note. The United States, Britain and other nations will meet in Florida on Thursday to discuss how to protect shipping in the Gulf from Iran. Washington, which has been by far the strongest Western naval contingent in the Gulf, has been calling for its allies to join in in operation to guard shipping there. But European countries, which disagree with the U.S.-led decision to impose sanctions on Iran, have been reluctant to sign up to a U.S.-led mission for fear of adding tension in the region. End quote. This was highlighted by Germany's decision to stand aside from American Britain, as was reported also by Reuters this past week in an article which stated the U.S. ambassador to Germany launched a scathing attack on Chancellor Angela Angela Merkel's government on Thursday for its reluctance to join a naval mission in the Strait of Hormuz, saying Europe's biggest economy must assume more global responsibility. Relations between the United States and Germany have soured since U.S. President Donald Trump took office due to a disagreement on a range of issues from defense spending to trade tariffs, the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline, and Iran. On Wednesday, German Foreign Minister Heiko Maas ruled out German participation in a planned U.S.-led naval mission to the Strait of Hormuz, close to Iran, after the U.S. said it had made a formal request. He said Germany wanted to ease tensions with Iran and everything should be done to avoid escalation. End quote. Well, this again is a break in the NATO alliance, as the article pointed out. On the front lines of the Cold War, West Germany was one of the United States' closest allies, embraced as a bulwark against communism after World War II defeat of the Nazi rule. America has sacrificed a lot to help Germany remain part of the West, Grenwell told the newspaper, adding Americans are paying huge sums for 34,000 soldiers to be stationed in Germany. End quote. Well, we know Germany is part of the Northern Alliance and that will come against Turkey and into Israel in the latter days. It is included in the territory area of Magog that is spoken of in Ezekiel 38. In verse 2, we read of the son of man to set your face against Gog, the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, as the RSV puts it, Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Germany is pulling away from America and, like Turkey, is moving towards an alliance with Russia. As America has been moving to contain Russian influence in Europe, it has become increasingly opposed to German policy. 
The article pointed out America's sanctions aimed at containing Russian ambition will now be targeting Germany. It states, on another issue that has caused friction, a U.S. Senate committee on Wednesday passed a bill to slap sanctions on companies including several German firms and individuals involved in building the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline from Russia to Germany. End quote. So, as we watch the Bible in the news, we see the nations of the world being drawn into the final conflict. The partnership between Sheba, Didan, the merchants of Tarshish is being strengthened by necessity. Western military power is being drawn into the Gulf once again. NATO is falling apart, and the nations of Germany and Turkey are being drawn away from the West and into the arms of the Russian bear. As you watch the Bible in the news, we need to be sure that we are preparing ourselves so that we are not caught unawares. As we read in 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 6 to 10, let us not therefore sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtaining salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. For the Bible in the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.